can't stand the news It's always the same old song Another corporate scam Another story of bad gone wrong Another corporate bailout Another piece of the pie It's the best democracy money can buy They rig the elections only millionaires can play, and you gotta be cynical. You Hello! Gotta... Welcome to HSV Progressive, and I'm Joy Johnson. This is uh, your podcast for micro, local-level political action and activity in Huntsville and Madison, Alabama, Madison County, and North Alabama and surrounds, and who knows what else might come up. I'm glad you found us. Please do the usual stuff. Rate and comment and subscribe and share, um, especially to local people who might be interested or need to be educated about what the local politics is, what local politics are going on. Um, I uh, can currently be reached at um, Facebook at Huntsville Progressive Letter Writers. Please leave me a message there if, uh, if you have some input. Thank you for joining. Enjoy the show. Um, and I'll see you next week again. Thanks. Okay. Um, welcome to Huntsville Progressive. Um, I, my guest tonight is uh, Sarah. We're going to talk about uh, a couple of particular topics about the city council meetings and the way they're run right now. Um, so how about, Sarah, you tell me a little bit about yourself. What do you want people to know? Um, my name is Sarah Coletti. I also go by Peanut Q Public. I'm a Huntsville artist and um, former worker, slave drone, um, And I was just recently placed on the Accessibility Advisory Committee by Huntsville. I like to speak a lot at city council meetings. And uh, uh, I was hoping to talk to Joy here today about how the city has limited the access of the public and of the people to speak at city council and uh, here we are. Well, I didn't know about this accessibility uh, committee. Can you tell us a little bit about that, please? Well, um, I've only been to one meeting so far, so I can't really say for sure the entire scope of it, but I know that there are a lot of people there from the transportation department. Uh, there are some citizens, um, the head of the committee has been the head of the committee, I believe he said for about 20 years now. Um, I didn't know that we I had was, such a thing, nor that it had gone on for 20 years. Good, okay, good. Right. <laughs> hey, transparency of government, go figure, go ahead. Uh-oh. Sorry, they, they do work a lot with the transportation department, which to me makes complete sense. Um, I mean, I know the 
Huntsville Access Shuttle is under the jurisdiction of um, of the city of Huntsville transportation. But the thing about living in America is most of us are uninsured. So a lot of accessibility for disabled people in Huntsville is gonna have to come through the main Huntsville shuttle, whatever they're calling it nowadays. Um, and that is just woefully underfunded. Like it's ridiculous to me that we would donate money to United Way so that they could pick up the slack for our bus system, which is so lacking that it doesn't run past 9 p.m. I just saw too, and I, I posted on Facebook, maybe you saw, I think maybe you did, that um, Paris has uh, uh, set a, a, a law that in by 2024, that's very soon, there will be no more personal vehicles in the city. And of course, the reason they can do that is because they have excellent public transportation. So, I mean, I know we're not Paris. And in fact, well, in, in so a lot that of ways, means, I'm glad we're not Paris, yes. but I, I also really do appreciate their, um, their forward thinking as far as climate. Um, it's really sad how regressive they are with regard to religious freedom but that's a conversation for another day yeah no joke um uh okay so uh so what does accessibility have to do with Huntsville City Council meetings well I mean even if we weren't in the middle of a pandemic it's you know, it's difficult for everybody to make it down to city council at 5.30 every other Tuesday, every other Thursday, maybe, depending on the month. Yeah, right. You know, like some, it's some the, weeks, it's some the supposed to be, weeks. it's supposed to be the second and fourth Tuesday, uh, Thursday, not, that's your fault, Thursday of the month. <laughs> now it got messed up. It gets messed up around the holidays. So the end of the year is always, uh, who knows, okay? But otherwise, it's pretty reliable. <laughs> well, in months that don't have four Thursdays, you know. I think all months have four Thursdays. It's the it ones that have on five when, Thursdays that It depends on off. when the month starts and when it ends. <laughs> okay, so I'll I think have if to think about that. If it's like February and it starts on a Friday, then it might not have four Thursdays. Really? I yeah, think that's how the math yeah, works out. No, no, it would. Honestly, because if, it's, if the month started on Friday, then the Thursdays would be the 7th, the 14th, the 21st, and the 28th. So there, right. I think there With aren't the any months. <laughs> With the math, all right. Uh, so I, I don't think there are any months that don't have four Thursdays. The confusion is when there are five Thursdays, because then you have two Thursdays in a row when they don't meet. That's, there you that's go. it's a little bit of a hiccup. Uh, uh, okay, anyway, so what were we saying about accessibility and city council meetings? Yes. Uh, well, not only is it, you know, a concern of time for some people, 
which you don't have to be disabled to have time be a barrier to you. Everybody, everybody has time. Somebody, has, some people have to work. Some people have kids. Some people, you know, have social lives. I mean, we shouldn't be shamed if we do have a social life keeping us from it, but you know, whatever our obstacle is, we should be able to, you know, if we have a spare moment from whatever we're doing, we should be able to pick up the phone and, or, or you know, watch on a tablet or a computer, and we should be able to do it with the sound off and watch the closed captions, no matter what device we're on, because, you know, I'm, I'm a, a sighted person, I hear just fine, but I do use closed captioning. Mm -hmm. uh, and not even, you know, because I have auditory processing issues, but sometimes I'm in a loud room where I couldn't possibly hear. So maybe I turn on the closed captionings and I can still know what's going on well, with my city. Or sometimes um, seeing the closed captioning in English is easier for foreign language speakers to understand than the spoken word so there's a lot of reasons that you want the closed captioning if somebody you know wants it they should have it but so they do do closed captioning so they do on certain devices like if you're on your pc or if you're on an iphone you're not going to have any problem getting the closed captioning but i have a lower end uh, galaxy android Mm -hmm. And the captions don't work for me on HSD TV at all. Oh, okay. um, I've talked to a whole lot of other people with the Android OS that also don't get the caption option. And the truth is that Android is more accessible to poor people. When oh yeah, that's true. When the homeless are given phones, they're not often given iPhones. iPhones they're given no. uh -uh. old Androids. Uh huh. Yeah. Planned obsolescence. Isn't it great? Um, um, uh, so what would be an easy fix so that everybody could see the closed captioning? Would it maybe be like, like Devin Facebook? Keith said, like Devin Keith said, put it back on Facebook. Facebook is a great tool for community outreach. That is almost a direct quote from Devin Keith. Oh, really? Okay. Facebook is an excellent tool. He said that at City Council. I mean, okay, good. Ago. So we know who to write letters to, right? <laughs> yeah. And email okay. and phone and <laughs> sit outside his office, whatever it takes. Um, to uh, Okay. So why is it not on Facebook? What do you think? Well, I, I think it has a lot to do with the comments they were getting on the live feeds, which I mean, I get that maybe they're embarrassed by their bad behavior and they should be, <laughs> but the fact is that when you are a social media presence, comments boost your presence in the algorithm. So if you're trying to be a presence online, you want people commenting, you want people arguing. Engaged, yeah. <laughs> Yes. So, content. you know, from a business perspective, there's really no reason why they shouldn't want people engaged on Facebook unless they're doing things that they don't want people to see. Yeah. And, well, unless they really just don't want people engaged. Yeah. That's entirely a possibility, right? 
they want, they would rather just be able to carry about, go about their business without uh, too much interference or comments or anything, right? We're just speculating, of course, right? Right. I mean, how would we know what their intentions were? All I know is that when they stopped doing the Facebook live feeds, it coincided with me and you and another awesome gentleman that often speaks at city council making a lot of comments in response to the things that they were saying on the city's page you know, asking questions that were relevant to the topic at hand, you know, or uh, in my case, I'm sure going to have access to these traffic cameras, or will our access to the traffic cameras be as as limited as our access has been to the body cams? Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, um, um, so so in other words, we used to have uh, have it on Facebook and now we don't. And so that happened uh, in the last half of last year, right? That they quit putting it on Facebook. I think they voted on that in November. And I think it actually stopped in yeah, uh, see, either November wish, or December. I don't have notes, but I know was I I, re, I remember that a discussion was started about changing the whole format of uh, the city council meeting, and 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 there's another accessibility issue with the public's access to making comments at city council that I want to also talk about, um, but. So and so this was during uh, Councilwoman Robinson's uh, tenure as the president of city council that she started uh, or or somebody started and she brought forward um, this desire to change the whole formatting. And I remember that there was definitely some debate about it and it didn't get changed right away. It was agreed that it had to wait until the new city council started, right? At which point we got um, a new president, uh, John Meredith, right? And I think it was more or less when he became the president that the new formatting of the city council meeting um, started up. And, And I, you know, it used to be that somewhere in the middle of city council, we had public comments and then again at the end of city council, but you could stand up and talk about anything you wanted to in either of those public comments. And in fact, it seems to me, yeah, it used to be that the comments at the end of the meeting, you didn't even have to sign up for, you know, it would just be the end of the meeting and they'd say, does anybody have anything more to add, you know? This was a as while long ago. as I've been going up there, I've had to sign in, and I don't think that they had uh, two spots initially. I think it was only uh, one, Maybe. and it was at the beginning. Well, the middle beginning ish. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, and I, no, I think you might be right. I think that the the main comments were in the middle but I think they had a spot at the end for like, if you had signed up to speak and maybe had left the room, 
I think you could come back and speak at the end. Oh, well, I'm talking like years ago when I started going there, definitely you could just stand up and speak at the end, which gave you a nice opportunity to address anything that had come up during the meeting. You know, it didn't have to be um, planned. You didn't have to have signed in. So far as I recall, I don't remember signing in for standing up and speaking at the end. It was just like, stand up and speak. You know, somebody has something. Um, and, and then, uh, you know, in 2020 and the George Floyd protests, if you will, and all of the problems that we had right here in River City, um, and a lot of people were showing up to make comments. And I don't know about you, but it, it did seem like it sort of the people up on the dais were a little bit peeved sometimes at the, at, at the constant barrage, constant. Um, and so then, then the next thing I know is they've got this proposal to change when the public can make comments. But to me, it seems like it felt a, a direct result of the protests and the, and the police department's behavior during the protests in 2020. What do you feel? You think that's? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, they, they love the people that come up there and refer to what happened in Huntsville in 2020 as a riot. Those are their favorite absolute people. And, you know, they're, they're the ones that call it a riot, even though only one window was broken downtown and, you know, we have our theories about why that window was broken, but I can tell you that that window was broken in a business that is very much appreciated by the Black Lives Matter crowd. I mean, that the one business that had their window broken was the business that put up a sign in their window that said, you know, glass can be replaced, lives can't, Black Lives Matter. Yeah. And I just, I, I don't think anybody was there to break windows. I've no. watched, I mean, I wish I could have been there, but I wasn't here, but I've watched all four hours of the footage that they have available multiple times. And I saw nothing but peaceful people being herded and intimidated and running away by, in fear. Yeah. And yeah. hurt. Because yeah. they got their stuff in their eyes and that kind of stuff. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Um, anyway, so after all of that happened, uh, you know, CCJR, we had a lot of people down there talking and, and then we had the HPCAC get financed to make a big report about what happened and which they ignored. And, yeah, which they ignored. And, and so people kept coming and talking and then they proceeded to work on changing the, uh, the rules for public comment, which they have now changed to. So let's make everybody sure, because I know a lot of people don't know what's going on in city council. I got friends that were listening to my podcast who are, were like, oh my God, you're talking about you know, the public comments. I can't believe they did that and they're outraged. You know, So I'd like to make it crystal clear. We have now a, a, um, a, a period when for public comment where you have to sign up. So first of all, I can't, I work until 5.30.
So I can't get down there and sign up before 5.30, okay? I can't. Um, you can call, but the thing is that once the meeting has started, you can no longer sign, sign up, up for that, that first roster. Yep. And but you can sign up in person or you can sign up by calling, and that wouldn't have happened without Devin Keith's proposed amendment. Good. And so can you say tell what me you will where, about Devin Keith. He where did can, that. Yeah, good. Where can I find the phone number that you call? Do you know? Um, I think if you go to the city council's website, it's listed there under their phone number. Um, if you've ever gotten a card from anyone at city council, that phone number written on the city council member's card will go to that phone line because when you call them at the number that they give you on their card, you're basically calling the city's IVR and you still have to have it direct your call to them once you call that number. Oh, okay, so if I look up, I'm looking up online right now, Huntsville Government City Council, at the very top um, on the right-hand column, there's a contact and there's a phone number. That's the phone number, 256-427-5011? Sounds right, yeah. Okay, so you're just saying that even if, even if that's not exactly the phone number that gets you to the person that signs you up, they will put you through to the person that signs you up, right? Yeah, I mean, most okay. of the numbers that you get from anyone in the city that goes to that building for work is going to hand you a card with a phone number that'll go to the IVR that you need to talk to. Okay. Okay. And so, th so then they changed it so that that first allotted time for public comments that you have to sign up for before city council starts is has, you have to put down what agenda item you're talking about. Am I right? Yeah. So first of all, you have to have had time to look over the agenda. Well, not only that, but they don't really give you enough time to, uh, I guess, express enough of your opinion so that you can connect it to the agenda items. Like, I know, I'm sure you've seen it, um, a month or two or a week or two, I don't know. I don't know how long ago it was, but somebody got up when they were talking about annexation and was trying to ask them, why are we annexing all of this property out in Lime, almost Limestone County when we can't offer bus service to those places? And Francis stood up and was like, point of order, that's not related to annexing. And yeah, it is. It is a hundred percent related to annexing, but sure they still shut him down. Yeah. Well, and, and, um, um, I honestly, I feel like, uh, that if we get clever enough, we can start making our comments about agenda related items in all kinds Maybe. of slanted ways, you know, but again, that requires, you gotta have, a. Uh, access to the agenda you gotta have time to look at it and make a plan so uh, uh speaking about accessibility that's all not really accessible to a lot of us you know working humps you know so um it, it's it just strikes me as strange that the that the people who get into government they want access to government right 
but aren't, you know, why, why does that not include us whom they're supposedly representing, whom obviously they campaign to death about how they're going to represent us, but then they are doing these things to cut us off. Um, uh, it's just a, a little bit dumbfounding to me anyway. So, so you can call. I didn't know that you could call, so I could do that. If you have time to research and find an agenda item that is related to whatever it is you want to talk about, or if you have time to research and find an agenda item that makes you want to say something, then there's that first comment. Well, and if you can make it clear quick enough after you begin speaking that it is agenda related, is related so that they the can't call point of order and be like, you know, this is, and this is an agenda related. Yep. And, and, uh, uh, um, and, and that comes, let me think, that does that comes right before the mayor and all the city councilmen get to speak? Or is it Yeah, it's right so out? that they can have a chance to rebut to us rebut. if they want. Exactly. They have, uh, and, and I made this point um, last week, of course, they can talk about anything they want to during their comments. Their comments do not have to be agenda related. Oh, yeah. So, and they make it clear when we speak that it's not a, a chance for a dialogue with no them. No dialogue allowed it's unless they want to go back and forth with them. They want then to they tell you something. Their comments for right after so that, yeah, it can be a dialogue if they want it to be. Mm -hmm. Yep. And um, yeah, and I've even seen them, you know, they read the rules beforehand. No dialogue. This is not an opportunity to dialogue with the people up here. But if they want to dialogue with you, that's a hundred percent. Okay. If yeah. they initiate it. And I don't, I don't think that I I'm telling you, that's not, you know, what get sauce for the goose is sauce for the gander. Oh, I have a, on the, on the speaking about hypocrisy yes. um, and double standards and things that are allowed for them and not us. Mm -hmm. um, one thing you keep bringing up in your podcast yeah. is about how they have that sign out front that says no food or drinks allowed. Yep. Well, every single week I bring a cup filled with water because I need to be hydrated and I don't care. Uh -huh. I'm a human being. My body's made of 70% water and I'm going to drink it. So I bring my cup and every week they just, you know, run me on through. But last week I went up there. Um, there was a black woman in front of me who had her metal cup with her drink in it. And uh -huh. they were giving her a hard time about it. Like they were going through her pockets, her purse. They were going through all her shit. They wanted her multiple times. And like, they were being really, really, really adamant about it while I was behind her with my cup in hand. The same thing they were hassling her about. And they were just trying to rush me on through because I guess they weren't anymore because I've been up there enough. Uh huh. But, you know, sorry, I, I don't know. You know, I, I, I'm not going to say I haven't brought a bottle of water in on occasion either. I'm not saying you can't get away with it, but, but it's really why is the sign up inconsistently there? enforced. It's inconsistently it's, enforced. It's like it's and an excuse. Honestly, it's rude for them to eat and drink when we can't supposedly. Allegedly. Yeah. You know. 
They so, just they just use it as an excuse when it's convenient for them. Uh, so, uh, you know, I take it to be sort of like, a, a um, okay, here's another inconvenience that we're going to throw up for you, which is decreasing accessibility, right? Yeah, just make it a little bit harder mm -hmm. to get there. Or uncomfortable or whatever we can do. Yeah. Um, uh, um, anyway, so... So back to the public comments. We have the first section, which is right before um, all of the people up on the dais get to make their comments. Um, and then if during the meeting, you find that you want to say something, you can sign up to make comments at the end of the meeting. And those do not have to be agenda related, but they are yeah. absolutely at the end of the meeting. They, so. they don't have to be agenda related, but apparently they have very strict uh, ge geological uh, designations on relevance. Yeah, that's, yeah, that, uh, yeah, we can definitely talk about what happened to you during those last, <laughs> after you hang out there the, the whole time, listen to everybody and listen to them you know, prevaricating or whatever you want to call it about the issues uh, and you get stand up to speak. What happened to you at the last meeting? Uh, I was trying to, I was trying to memorialize a lifelong Huntsville taxpayer named Deborah Leslie Fletcher. Um, in 2019, her son was murdered by Madison Police Department for allegedly possessing a gun in Alabama. Um, I mean, we're, we're supposed to have the second amendment, right? But this guy allegedly has a gun that somehow cannot be produced anymore after a two-year investigation by these award-winning officers. I mean, they tried to award these people after they murdered him. And then they had to quickly make that secretive but um i was trying to memorialize her and her son who were both huntsville taxpayers and and she, and she used to come down and and speak uh, on the topics of of the justice criminal justice criminal justice racial equ equity and criminal justice all the time and um i don't remember anybody ever telling her to sit down because they did. Got murdered. they did they told her to sit down they tried to they tried to have her escorted out once and um garrick like stood up between her and the cop that was coming for her uh -huh. and they carried him out in cuffs but the cops were coming for her I, I and i referenced that in the in the speech that I was able to make uh, before city council. So uh, like when I said that she had been up there in those very chambers seeking justice for her son, that was what I was talking about. Yeah. He was the brave man that shielded her from them. And so, but they stopped you from speaking because the, they said that I was talking about something that happened in Madison and that things that happen in Madison somehow don't affect Huntsville. 
that was, of course, after in the beginning of the meeting, uh, John Meredith was talking about what his father had done in Mississippi. Now, I'm not going to try and say that what happened in Mississippi with James Meredith wasn't impactful. It very much was, but it was a little bit further away than Madison. Well, I myself have stood up in the past and spoken about other cities who have proclaimed um, climate emergencies as cities and, um, uh, uh, and named the cities. And nobody stopped me from speaking about what was going on in other cities. And uh, you know, I would stand up there right now and say, look what Paris has done, for instance. And, and I don't, you know, I'm a Huntsville citizen. What are you, you know, you're gonna limit you. First of all, you don't let me speak until the very end when I want to do something like as a person like you did, I want to memorialize um, a, a Huntsville citizen who's, who was active because her son, who was also a Huntsville citizen, was murdered. And she that, pro, of course, propelled her into action, right? Um, and so they just, they didn't want to hear about the action. They didn't want to hear about anything that would embarrass them, but they used the fact that it was in Madison as the excuse for that. Um, I mean, the truth is we have, we have political power. We have sway in Madison. We could tell them, hey, you know, you killed our citizen. I mean, it happens between governments all the time. It, if, it does. And but if even Tommy Battle were to travel to Saudi Arabia and somebody scratch his knee, you know there would be some international beef between us and them until they made it right. <laughs> but our people get murdered in Madison. They don't do they well don't do. And, and 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 it's you were just talking about what had happened, you know and they stopped you. Yeah, um, I was just basically you saying- You weren't even saying, know, I want you to go to Madison years. and tell them what to do. You were just talking about, this is what happened to this woman. Yeah. And I, I'd like to point out too, that it, many a time they have memorialized somebody at the beginning of city council meeting, a longtime citizen. You know, as far as I'm concerned, the city should have stood up at the beginning and memorialized her you know, and recognized yeah. what she had been through and how long she lived here and what her son had gone, happened to her son, you know, but you have to stay until the very end. And then they even stop you from saying what you want to say. And then we, yeah, have, but they inspired me to put it on YouTube. So, so folks <laughs> go and watch it. Well, so where's your YouTube channel? It's peanut Q public. Um, I'm, I'm peanut Q public on everything I can be. I think Twitter, maybe I don't have that, but I think it's because I started a Twitter a long time ago and forgot the password. <laughs> I have a Twitter account, but I never, I, I, it was already, you know, I just got it and I'm like overwhelmed. So I don't do Twitter. <laughs> Same. You can find me and tweet at me, but I won't ever get it. So don't worry about it. <laughs> Um, It'll get um, buried notifications. 
So also uh, um, that the last city council meeting, Dr. Brown got up to speak too. And it was like, they were sitting on ready. And here we are again, this is at the final comment period. We've had to wait through the whole thing before we get to stand up and say our piece. And he stands up and he, and he, and he starts to say something and, and, um, and, and immediately he's like, you can't call them liars, you know? And, and then did he ever get to finish his comments? I now I he, can't remember. He did. I, well, I don't know what all he had written out. I'm, I'm pretty sure. <coughs> I'm pretty sure his speeches are consistently got for time. Like he always seems to still be saying something when they cut him off at the end. Oh yeah, he was talking about um, getting an HPCAC involved in internal affairs investigations. Yeah, he was talking about Brad Pugh mm -hmm. and how that's another mother that still hasn't gotten justice. She's still alive, luckily, mm -hmm. and she's still out there looking for justice and she's gonna stay out there and every chance I get, I'm gonna help her try to get justice for Brad Pugh. Yeah, because that was another person who allegedly had a gun and was killed for it. Uh, well, so I think we um, kind of have a timeline of how they change things and what we think was the impetus for changing them. We've seen some examples of of uh, what they've done to cut people off as well as just in general, how they've changed the accessibility to making your public convents. It's changed tremendously from when, for, from when Devin Keith was president um, and before, you know. Um, and- Yeah, uh, it broke my heart uh, a while back. There was a gentleman come in. He looked like he had been like straight off the oxygen tank, rolled in there in his wheelchair with like an N95 with a cloth mask over it. And he took one of them off to make his speech. And meanwhile, it, there's like three people wearing masks in the middle of a pandemic. Yeah. And he's one of them. And it's like, really, y'all don't see this man doing his best to engage with his local government. Uh-huh. And y'all can't even wear a mask in a pandemic. Yeah, I and uh, I. Well, I I don't want to name the name that I'm thinking of who never wears a mask when she comes. <laughs> Maybe for another time. <laughs> well, um, aren't there like three of them that do wear masks sometimes? Or no, there's there's four of them that wear masks sometimes. Uh, yeah, I'm talking about somebody who sits out with us in the audience. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> well, after Dr. Brown and you got cut off, we did have, you know, that other person who wanted to bring uh, the ditto landing angel back up to Huntsville to put someplace. And there was dialogue between her and the people up on the dais. And what was it for? It was to memorialize people who had lost their children. And there was not a problem with that. So we're back at the hypocrisy topic again, sorry. 
God, I want to talk to that woman so bad. I want to be like, how does it feel to make that presentation in front of a city council that right before you spoke was just like, fuck that mom who lost her kid. Ain't my problem. Yeah. Not allowed to talk about it here. Right. That's not relevant. And it's not not relevant. I, 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 I mean, if, if somebody stood up and said, um, we're, we're, we want to bring an angel up here to, to commemorate parents who have lost their children to, to gunfire. And as a matter of fact, I have in mind somebody who lost their child to gunfire in Texas but lives here. I don't think she would have a problem. I just don't. (laughs) That's just me guessing though. You know, what do I know? Yeah. And it was really weird that uh, John Meredith apologized to her for me. Like I didn't lose my kid, but I try to have some empathy for people who did lose their kid. And if that's what she's going to be talking about. Uh, it's wacky. Sorry. It is completely yeah. wacky. Well, I don't know. Do you, any, can you think of anything else that you want to add for tonight um, about accessibility or the public comments at city council or anything like that? Um, just, I, I think, I think we pretty much covered it. Yeah. I feel like we've kind of exhausted it and it's exhausting. To boot. Yeah. Oh my God. To, to ruminate on this stuff. It drives me nuts. Um, but anyway, I really appreciate your time and the conversation. And I hope you'll come back sometime and we'll talk about something else because there's always something in there. Oh. Uh, and um, and in the meantime, you know, keep up the good fight. Good. You too. Thank you. Okay. I'm thank gonna... you for the podcast. I love it. Oh, thank you so much. Well, spread the word because. I, you know, I don't, I haven't checked my numbers, but obviously I don't have a huge listenership, but, um, um, I I don't care. (laughs) I I was the first rating. (laughs) You're so sweet. I don't (laughs) care that I have, uh, it's, it's just Huntsville. So as far as I'm concerned, if, if I'm able to just start like a, a few conversations, you don't know where that could go. So whatever. I'm just going to do this thing and it is what it is. So well, like the cool thing about that turnout from June, 2020 is like, you might not still see all those people at every single protest, but almost every single one of those people is still working to make things better. They're just doing it in ways that you might not be able to see at a protest. Yep. Yep we're out there. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, so I'm going to let you go. It's getting late and I really appreciate it. And I will see you soon. Right. In fact, I'll, maybe I'll see you tomorrow. You coming to city council tomorrow. There's a a meeting for the Tennessee Valley progressive Alliance. There sure is. I'm a little burnt out on city council. So I'm thinking about sitting it out. Will but, you do me a favor? Would you maybe yo, take some notes for TV from TVPA and let me know what happens? Sure. So then I might Will want do. to talk about those on a on a on a podcast. You know. Will do. 
Will do. Okay, cool. Coolness. Super cool. And maybe I'll see you this weekend. Maybe. Yeah, hopefully. Hopefully. On uh, Saturday, Whitesburgen Airport. Yep. This has been HSV Progressive. Thanks for stopping in. Don't forget to rate and share and subscribe. And I'll see you again next week. Please uh, find me if you have some input uh, at Huntsville Progressive Letter Writers on Facebook.